Hey there, listener. I know you're dying to get to today's juicy, juicy episode, but real quick, we wanted to tell you something special. If you hadn't heard, we are coming out with an actual play Dungeons and Dragons show. It's going to be called Pact and Boon. And if you listen to the end of today's episode, you can actually hear the first part of episode one. Now, if you want to make sure you don't miss the launch of this new show, go to sessionzerostudios.com slash guild and sign up to join our free community where we'll announce all of these things. But again, if you listen to today's episode all the way to the end, you'll hear a snippet from the first part of the first episode and tell us what you think. But uh, in the meantime, let's get back to today's show. Mother? Ulf whispered as he moved towards the visage of his long-dead mother. It is I, little Snowhair, Ulf's mother said, using Ulf's childhood pet name. When he was younger, his hair was so blonde it was almost white. His mother had taken to calling him Snowhair when he was a baby. Even though he'd hated the nickname as a teenager, she'd still use it. Now, hearing that nickname pricked his heart, and tears slowly formed at the corner of his eyes. Yes, young one, we have come to oversee your trial, said a much more masculine voice. Ulf watched as the visage of his father appeared next to his mother, his arm resting lightly on her shoulder. Honestly, son, we are disappointed. Ulf stared, dumbfounded. He expected them to say something comforting, but instead they were here to judge him? We expected more from the youth who downed the frost cat in his eleventh winter. Truly, what have you been doing? Ulf's father continued. Ulf's mouth went dry. I... I... Son, you cannot sit in dreams forever. Herlia and Hippon both need your help. Ulf's mother admonished. Kojari needs your help, son. The kingdom of the Golden Deer needs your help. Ulf's father added. But aren't you here for the trials? Ulf asked, confused. We are, Ulf's father said, as he looked at Ulf's mother. But this vision is, is only a part of your trial. It is the initiation. You aren't supposed to complete the trial here. Your trial is said to take place with the help of your friends. Ulf's father paused. Son, you can't just keep wasting away your time. I know it's hard. You failed. Hudir is dead. Nothing you can do can change that. Tears began falling slowly down Ulf's face. I am so untouchable, Ulf said, bitterness punctuating his comment. Everyone around me dies or is lost to me. Why? Why is it me that has to survive? Why can't I pass on to the realm of the gods? Why do you have to leave me? Ulf said as his knees buckled and he slumped down to all fours. Son, Hudir made his own choice, as did we all. You've been saved for something else, and it doesn't matter who lives and dies. What matters now is the present. What matters is that you have three friends who desperately need you. Save those that can still be saved, Ulf's mother whispered into his ear. So what would you like to do? 
Welcome back, Dungeon Masters. Today, you're with me, Justin Lewis, as we discuss mob combat. We all love to watch movies with amazing battle scenes at the end. You know, I'm talking about Lord of the Rings with Aragorn charging into Mordor with the armies of all men behind him. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm also talking about Star Wars, actually every Star Wars movie, uh, where one side ends up fighting the other. And I'm also talking about Avengers Endgame, where all of the snapped people come back to fight the final battle scene, you know? And in each of these scenes, we have the main characters who fight their adversaries, but we also see these nameless foes occasionally jump into the mix to fight the main characters. And on an individual basis, these nameless mini-enemies are no match for our heroes, but in the sheer volume in which they're usually present, they, pre they present a formidable obstacle. So today, let's talk about using mob combat effectively. So first of all, what is mob combat? In simple terms, mob combat is using many low-level adversaries in an encounter to pose a much larger threat when all combined. And this is the idea of throwing numerous baddies at your adventurers that when encountered alone would just be one swipe of an axe. But together are endless axe swings. This is the concept of numbers over skill. You can use mob combat in many different situations, and it doesn't need to be an enormous battle scene like those that I've mentioned before. In fact, one example is a swarm of ravenous ants. Sure, the players can swipe at each of them individually, but an area of effect would work a lot better, as would just running away. And because you're not fighting just one foe, but instead are trying to keep your head above a rising tide, so to speak, mob combat functions like a mix between a skill challenge and a combat encounter. <clears throat> in fact, in my opinion, there are three ways to actually do mob combat. Number one, I call the combined method. In the combined method of mob combat, you essentially think of the actual numbers of adversaries. For example, in my campaign, I used mob combat when my players were fighting these small automaton drones. And each drone was a very paltry fight, but together, they were formidable. I calculated that my group would face four masses of drones. Rather than having them fight each individual drone, I decided that they would fight four mobs and each mob contained 20 drones. And the way I did it, the AC of each mob was equal to the number of drones left alive. Each drone had technically three hit points, so each three hit points killed a drone. The mob's attack was equal to 10 plus the number of drones left alive, so starting out, the mob would hit for 30 and do 30 damage. But fairly quickly in the engagement, the damage would decrease because the number of drones would die quickly. And the reason why this method is called the combined method is that you actually do the math to put together all the baddies. This means you can scale the fight to whatever your group can handle. If they are level 20 and fighting orcs just isn't what it used to be, have them fight mobs of 20 orcs and see how that works. The only drawback with this uh, method is that you do have to do a lot of math both before the encounter and during. Number two is what I call the simple method. In this method, you forget the math. In instead, you just create a monster that is a mob of other creatures. You can think of a swarm of rats as an example. They function as one creature, but in reality, they are multiple. There are already some creatures like this out there, but you could easily create your own if you wanted to. To start with, I would pick the creature you want to work with. That Then the easiest place to start would be to increase its health substantially. And you're going to have to go for more of a gut feel for what would be good rather than using math to calculate it all. And next, if that isn't doing it for you, you can raise their AC a little bit. I would only raise it a few points because you still want your heroes to kill lots of the members of the mob with every swing. So only keep it up, you know, one or two points. 
Uh, lastly, maybe think about raising the attack bonus and maybe the damage. There are a lot of monsters within the mob, so theoretically, they should be able to swarm the heroes and do damage just by sheer overwhelming volume. Lastly, there's what I call the skill challenge. In this method, you do away with even more of the math, and you do only you only roll initiative to see who goes first. And instead of rolling damage and attack bonuses, you essentially just roll a check to see if the hero makes it through the combat without damage. For each round, I would assign a DC and a relevant skill to use, or you could just use your player's attack bonus. Then assign the mob a specific DC. And if the player fails the DC, then they do not kill any adversaries within the mob. I would I would probably split it into a tier system, so if the player rolls at least a 10 below the DC, then the mob scores a critical hit on the player and damage is doubled. If the player rolls, rolls 5 below the DC, then the mob scores a hit and just deals normal damage. If the player rolls just under the DC, then nothing happens. If the player rolls above the DC, then some damage is dealt to the mob as an entity. And if the player rolls 5 above the DC, then it's considered a critical hit and double damage is dealt. With this last method, you can simplify combat a lot, and you could even turn the adversaries into a mob and take turns having different players roll for the DC to see what happens. So, the next question is why use mob combat at all? One of the most common reasons to use mob combat is to give variety to your encounters. You don't always want to have your heroes fighting someone of equal or greater skill proficiency. Sometimes you just want to give your players a chance to lay waste to an entire army, much like the Avengers do. And these mob rules could also theoretically be used for war combat, in which so much is going on that you can't really focus on one individual foe because you're being harried this way and that. And the real reason to use mob combat is to shake things up for yourself. We've recently talked about losing your excitement as a DM, and honestly, the best way to avoid that is to do cool new things that make players stop and pay attention. You need to break their state of constancy, and honestly, sometimes you need to break yours too. But maybe you're asking, Justin, when do I use mob combat? Mob combat can be placed in a lot of scenarios. A rule of thumb is whenever a one-on-one -on -one fight isn't satisfying enough, then try mob combat. For example, you might consider adding some mob fighting to the big boss battle, having your heroes harried by smaller adversaries while they're trying to focus on a bigger one might add that spice that they're looking for in that encounter. Or you might add mob combat when your characters are part of a larger engagement, like an alien invasion, for example. Lastly, you could add mob combat when you want the stakes to be just a little bit higher or at least feel that way without actually having to make the situation that much worse. It's one thing to say you are now fighting a monster, and it's another thing to say that you are now fighting a horde of monsters. Really, there are not too many bad places to put mob combat. If it can work in your story, then put it in. How do you balance mob combat encounters in Dungeons & Dragons? Naturally, with mob combat, it helps to playtest certain things out or you just let things fall where they may in the game for better or worse and then adapt next time. If it helps, you can pick a monster or group of monsters whose challenge ratings would create a good enough challenge for the heroes you're playing with. And then from there, just change their skins, quote unquote, and maybe a few of their abilities, and you should have a pretty well-balanced encounter. Of course, if you go the skill challenge route, you need to think less about balancing the encounter and more about creating an encounter that is fun and interesting. So in practice, this looks essentially like this. You pick a monster, let's say uh, a lich, right? And instead of it being a lich, you keep the stats, and then you just describe it as an army of undead, right? A full army. 
That's an easy way to balance mob encounters because you already have the, the CR, the challenge rating, for the Lich, uh, and your players theoretically should be up to the task. All you need to do is just split out it, uh, split it out so it's 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 a large entity. And if you go this route, I might consider doing Theater of the Mind because having it played on an actual battle map might be a little bit hard. How do I create interesting and engaging mob combat encounters? For me, the most engaging mob encounters are include two aspects. Number one, they are intensely story driven, and number two, they feel real and scary. Let me give you a great example. The famous YouTubers High Rollers from the UK did this in their Eroes campaign. Spoiler alert! So, in their campaign they had the heroes go to this lost city of insane warforged and had them fight a essentially fallen angel type warforged all while being attacked by masses of crazed robots. And the robots were in mob form but the fallen angel warforged was a standalone monster. And because the entire campaign had shown the dangers of Warforged going crazy, you knew full well how many there were as well as how tragic it is that they had gone crazy. You also could understand that in an enormous city there would be tens of thousands of them. They also did it very well in their encounter because they brought, in, they brought them in in intervals which likely allowed the DM to balance the combat by bringing in a new mob whenever things got easy. How do you make sure mob combat encounters are not too overwhelming or frustrating for players? I like the method of bringing in mobs and slowly adding more or taking away extra when you need to. Plus, as a DM, you can always fudge the numbers. If the encounter is going way too fast, either let it finish and move on, or you can make it harder. On the flip side, if your players are getting frustrated with the mobs more than they ought to, then have the mobs die a lot faster than you'd had originally anticipated. Having that DM screen is nice because you can change up things in the moment without having to let your players know. It's not their job to worry about the stats of all the monsters. It's their job to be the best player character possible. That said, playtesting things is always a good idea. So if it does take more time though, I don't think there's anything wrong with just putting it in the campaign and making switches on the fly. What are some common mistakes to avoid when running mob combats in Dungeons & Dragons? I think one big mistake that people might make is accidentally making the mob way too powerful. The mobs should be a group of individuals that are easily taken down by themselves. So that means you should be able to narrate that with each swing your PC kills one or two at least. The whole point of a mob is to allow your PCs to feel like they're mowing down the enemies, but there are so many enemies that it almost doesn't matter. Another mistake I think you can make is not making the stakes high enough. Yes, the party is supposed to be able to mow down the mob members, but they should still feel like their character is in danger. How do I scale mob combat encounters for different party sizes and levels? You can scale mob combat using one of two methods. The first method is to add more mobs as the encounter goes on. This means that you need to start slow and only throw in mobs when you are sure it's time. You'll also need to prepare this narratively. It won't seem natural for another mob of gnolls to show up out of nowhere in the middle of the desert when you describe that there were only four. The second method is to tweak the stats of the mob mid-combat. Just like the other method, you want to do this one slowly, but at least you don't have to set this one up narratively. Both of these methods can be done in combat or while you are playtesting. Otherwise, I'd just say to use the encounter builder at D&D Beyond. How do I use terrain and environmental factors in mob combat encounters? You can use terrain and the environment in many ways. This honestly could be its own podcast episode, but specifically with mob combat, you want the terrain and the environment to highlight the feeling that fighting a mob brings. If you were to fight a mob in real life, you'd likely feel overwhelmed. 
perhaps inevitability, maybe a hopelessness at the sheer volume of creatures coming towards you. So I would recommend using terrain to amplify or highlight these feelings. So perhaps the adventurers are running out of safe places to stand and fight because the space they are in is filling up with baddies. Or maybe you create some sort of shutoff valve mechanic, like the orcs can keep coming to the top of the city wall until the siege towers are destroyed, something like that. What are some examples of memorable mob combat encounters in Dungeons & Dragons? I already mentioned one that comes from High Rollers, a Rose campaign with the crazed Warforged. Of course, there's the classic encounter that everyone has when they are in the sewers fighting swarms of rats. Also, a quick sidebar, even when a creature is made of a swarm of other things, swarm of bats, swarm of bees, that is still technically mob combat. So there you have it. I hope I answered a few questions about mob combat and I hope that you put it into your games. If you do, take a picture of it and post it on social media, uh, specifically Instagram, and make sure to tag how to be a better DM because we'd love to see what you get up to. Also, make sure to send me any ideas on things I've missed or even feedback about the show. If there's one thing I've, I've learned talking to listeners of the show, it's that at least half of you have much more experience than I do. And we can all learn something from you. So even if you want to record a small blurb or something, send it to me. There's a good chance it'll make it on the show. Uh, also, before I end the show real quick, a quick shout out to Chris and Mary Lynn. I hope I got your names right uh, from Mount Pleasant, Utah. I had the opportunity to see them over the week at a, an event I was doing for Monsters.Rent, uh, which is our... Uh, it's our service for providing minis at rental cost. Uh, but thanks again, Chris and Mary Ann, or Mary Lynn, I think the name was. Uh, thank you guys for, for coming and seeing me at Provo Town Center Mall. Uh, you guys are awesome, and it was so cool to meet people and, and, you know, put a face to the listener. So thanks again for listening to today's episode. We'll be back next week for another amazing show. But until then, let's go ahead and roll initiative. Thank you for listening to today's show. Uh, we really appreciate your support and your patronage. We have a few more announcements to go over. Uh, first, thanks for listening to today's show. You obviously liked it because you listened this far. So, as a treat, we want to give you a taste of what's coming. Listen up. Well, folks, we are living in the world of Calignos. Um, world of fantasy, magic, adventure, death life, gods, the lack thereof, murder, love, mystery, no love, Gosh, zero love, but most of all, love. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, there's some love, but we won't be doing any of that because I don't like it. Because we're all men here. We're yes. all thank yeah. I mean, hey. Well, actually, well, we'll see. Sorry. Stop. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to bring the love. Thank Tanner. Tanner will bring the love. <laughs> I feel that. Come with us. Um, we find ourselves in hell. The nine hells, to be exact. Each layer of the hells grows more violent and evil in its nature. We pass beyond Avernus, the first hell. A rocky and desolate landscape being constantly ruptured and broken by meteors falling from above and volcanic eruptions from below. A legion of fiends marching towards some unknown destination, branded and prepared for war. A frighteningly gorgeous woman in dark robes at their head. Falling through an opalescent pool, tumbling through the heats of hell, we find 
the Iron City of Dis. The second level of hell. The walls, buildings, and streets all glow with a dull red of hot metal. A monstrous tower pierces the sky and overlooks the Iron City, the throne of Dispater. Peering at its subjects, a waterfall of molten lava flows out of a wall covering an entrance to the underground prison network where prisoners of war, criminals, and kidnappers are kept and reformed. Mentiri, the prison of Dis. Now, our intent is to find heroes of the light, heroes of righteous demeanor, heroes that can bring the world from darkness and save the innocent. Let's go see if we can find them in Mentiri. We find ourselves deep in a portion of Mentiri called The Purge, an unsettlingly clean and put together section of the prison dedicated to the torture reformation, and punishment of prisoners. And Aaron Yace, clad in blood-red plate armor, drags a jet-black dagger down the bare chest of a human man strapped to an iron table. Damn. He's dashing, rippling with muscles, white blonde hair disheveled. It's long, about shoulder length. He's, he's a good-looking dude. Right? So there is some love okay. here in Calignus. Right. <laughs> we're, we're feeling it. All right, good. And it's all his, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it is. He clenches his teeth in pain as the dagger is just casually dragged down his belly as blood starts to come out. Um, he fixes his gaze on this devil woman and says, I will ever serve the light. May the gods curse you. And he spits. She sighs, breathes in deeply, puts away the dagger, and summons a giant greatsword from out of the nothingness. Uh, before the man has time to finish the gulp, as he sees this giant blade, uh, his head is lopped off. Oh. Um, so... Oh, well. <laughs> there goes the hero of light. Not so handsome anymore. Um, let's see if we can find anybody else. What do you say? That's right. We're coming out with an actual play D&D podcast called Pact and Boom. And we are so excited to share this with you. Just so you know, our characters start out in the Nine Hells. And if that doesn't sound fun enough for you, let me just say that Tanner will be sporting a German accent, and it is quite delightful. So if you want to be notified for when this show comes out within the next few months, go to sessionzerostudios.com slash pact and boon. That's P-A-C-T-N-B-O-O-N. Put in your name and email and we'll let you know as soon as Pact and Boon is released. Tired of being alone? Are you tired of not having any of your players understand you? Are you tired of never truly belonging? Well, you're in luck. All you need to do is join the Guild. The Guild is a unique and exclusive experience that is only open to Dungeon Masters. It is a full community focused on helping ease your DMing burdens. Want to meet other DMs? Join the guild. Want to discuss your homebrew ideas with people who would appreciate it instead of just telling your cat? Join the guild. 
want to find a place where all your wildest dreams will come true, join the guild. Go to monsters.rent slash guild and sign up today for free. Wait, that can't be right. Chark, Chark, can you check this again? Is this supposed to be... What? Oh, it's... They're serious? It's free? Oh, okay. All right. Yes, go to monsters.rent slash subscribe slash guild and sign up today for free, even though they are crazy for giving this away for free. Common side effects may include burping, sneezing, laughing, breathing, hearing, listening, tasting, farting, creating sarcasm, puns, and in extreme cases, explosive diarrhea. That's all the announcements we have today. Again, thank you so much for everything you do for us. You make this show possible. Like we said before, we'll be back next week with another great episode. And until then, let's go ahead and roll initiative.